Well, unfortunately, we have to do another Oops No Bullshit episode. Ah, okay. Because, yeah, you're like, I got, my wife's out of town, and (laughs) Colleen has ballet and basketball tonight. And they oh. have to be fed, if you believe it. And um, you left Declan alone in the kitchen with all the knives. <laughs> Actually, that's exactly where he is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, should we get going? Yeah, let's get into it. All right, welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing, watching Curb Your Enthusiasm for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. And today we will be talking about Season 9, Episode 2, The Pickle Gambit. But before that, what's the deal with stuff from our last episode, Foisted? We really only had, I think, one little bit. No, actually, we didn't have any homework at all. And so the only thing I found was a little bit of trivia that said that Foisted was the first episode where Cheryl Hines returned to being credited as a regular actor, and J.B. Smoove was credited as a regular for the very first time. So he went from, you know, I guess featured series guy in the credits to J.B. Smoove as Leon. I guess I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Oh, my God. So luckily for a a no bullshit episode, that's kind of uh, all I have. Wow, that's... I know. That's convenient. (laughs) Yeah, really. All right, do we got any uh, news or, or any continuity that needs curbed? I didn't see any curb your continuity, but uh, we have another country heard from in the Seinfeld reunion uh, discourse. That's right. We talked yeah. about this on uh, on my show this morning. Ah, okay. So you can fill in any details here, but we know Julia Louis-Dreyfus uh, was clueless about it, saying she didn't know what's going on. And now Jason Alexander, who I just uh, mentioned a little bit earlier, he played uh, George Costanza, of course, on Seinfeld, said he doesn't know anything about the potential reunion or revival that Jerry seemed to tease last month at the end of a stand-up show. He said, there is only one reason for that rumor. Apparently, at the end of some stand-up thing, Jerry went, Larry and I are thinking of something good for you. I don't know anything about it. No one's called me. Apparently, they don't need George. And he yeah. said, he went on to note that uh, the, his castmates are clueless as well. A lot of this is feels very protest too much because he said, they may not need Elaine because Julia and I went, do you know anything about this? And I don't know anything about this. And I just talked to Michael Richards the other day, and I don't think he knew anything about it. Yeah, I, th- I think he went too far in the other direction. Yeah. He's, he's making it pretty obvious now that like there's clearly something happening, and he's clearly involved with it. And yeah, instead exactly. of just saying, instead of just saying, yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. That and just <laughs> letting it lie like that, man. No, like he's got to go through all of his fucking old coworkers and say, well, yeah. they, they haven't heard about it, and I haven't heard about it. I guess they don't need little old George. <laughs> yeah, Wayne Knight doesn't know anything about it, and then I talk to Steve Heitner. He doesn't know anything about it. <laughs> just go through literally. Uh, <laughs> but Susan I, doesn't I, know anything about it. I, I said this morning uh, on the show, and I, I will say it again. This is 100%. I would place a bet. You know what? It's too bad we don't have a sports betting uh, <laughs> uh, ad on here. Like, I would place a bet on uh, funbids.com and use promo code <laughs> HUGGING. Uh, I, I don't know if that's a thing. Don't go to funbids.com. I don't know where it's going to take you. It's probably a virus. But I would bet money that this is going to be a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, it's it's basically, it's a Super Bowl commercial. All four principals are involved. They pretty much just confirmed it at this point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, for real. It's in the bag. Yeah, I wish I could, I wish I could, uh, you know, place bets on, you know, will Jerry Seinfeld appear in a Super Bowl commercial? I would put the house on it today. Uh, you probably could. I- I'm sure there's some prop bet site that yeah. will, will take your money yeah. with, the, with the opportunity of, you know, <laughs> 
maybe potentially paying you back. Yeah. The crazy thing about those, like, there are certain ones that can be verified very early. Like, what color is the Gatorade going to be? Like, if I was the Gatorade guy, I would make a million dollars every yeah. single year going, I know oh, exactly what the color the Gatorade's going to be. <laughs> you know? Or if, if even though I was one of the coaches, it was like, is he going to wear this color? Yeah. Like, or, sure, or do, yeah, put a, put a billion on that and I'll yeah, do or, it. <laughs> or do, uh, do an uncut gems level all prop bet parlay like well the gatorade at the end is gonna be blue the national anthem is gonna last exactly four minutes and 15 seconds and the head coach of both teams are gonna wear this color shirt this is how i win (laughs) i'm gonna come favorite line from the movie because of course it is um yeah so that that's all that's the big news so now we've heard from you know three out of the four and they are totally clueless if you believe uh, uh, if you believe jason alexander's acting without acting uh, oh my god <laughs> if you have never listened to us before we are not a research heavy show despite the last eight minutes not wow bad. eight minutes uh being i mean we can't even say research and and bullshit uh just you know intro talk uh <laughs> we like to have our questions pop up naturally in the run of the episode and assign them to ourselves the week following as though we are giving ourselves homework i've never seen these episodes before tim has never seen these episodes before in the last six years if we miss anything if we egregiously skip over anything please send us an email uh it's a no hugging no learning show at gmail.com send us a tweet at no hugging or slide into our dms at no hugging underscore no learning on instagram if you like us, you can give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. You can give us a five-star rating on Spotify. And I think you might be able to leave a comment on the episodes now. But Whoa. You, yeah, you, you gotta... I don't know if it's like on the show specifically, but I think you can comment on the individual oh, episodes, cool. which is kind of neat. Yeah. And also, to keep trolls out, you have to listen to the episodes first. Love that. Which is which is nice. I mean, we've had our fair share of, of <laughs> mm, they don't even like the show, trolls. I'm like, no, of course we don't. <laughs> Why else would we devote five years of our time to talking about this shit? Yeah, I don't seriously. know. Of course, of course we like this show. Christ. Uh, <laughs> Uh, if you like us a little bit more than just leaving a five-star rating and a review, or maybe you already did it, you can join us over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash nohugging, where for five bucks a month, you get early access to extended versions of all of our episodes. Uh, could be anywhere from five minutes longer to 15 minutes longer, maybe 20, 25 minutes longer. Uh, th- this episode may not have a lot of extra bullshit, but I'm sure we'll find something that is not going to be put out for everybody on the free feed. And Tim, I should have brought this up in big news, but I also like that I'm bringing it up here with Patreon. Over on patreon.com slash no hugging, you can now get a free seven day trial Whoa. To, the, to the highest tier we got, the It's a Hyundai tier for seven days cool. if, you, uh, if you sign up over that. I, uh, I looked up, I'm like, I remember this being a thing. I remember getting the, the email saying, hey, free trials are coming. So I looked it up. I'm like, how do I activate a free trial? You want to know how hard it was? Sure. I went to the membership column on our page and you click the tier and it's literally a slider that says, would you like to turn on a seven day free trial? Uh... I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so now if you go over to patreon.com slash no hugging, you can sign up for an account and you can get our it's a hyundai tier which is all of our early extended content 
free for one week. Again, patreon.com slash no hugging. But that's not the only way you can help out the show, right, Tim? That's right, Ted. You can also start your own podcast on Libsyn. And when you use the promo code HUGGING, you get up to two months free. So head to Libsyn.com right now, L-I-B-S-Y-N. Start your podcast journey today and use the promo code HUGGING to just dip your toe in it before you have any skin in the game. And you know, this uh, this mo- most recent episode that we put out, yeah. uh, as of this record that went out on November 13th, which was... Oh, I forget what episode. Episode 8 of season mm. 8. I did include that in the description. So, you can Oh, nice. Just, yeah, just go to the go to the description and you'll you'll find the link to that as well. All of that being said, season 9, episode 2, The Pickle Gambit. Very fitting that we are recording this episode on National Pickle Day. It too. is. It is. That it is. Original air date October 8th. 2017 and if you are looking at tv guide that night you are going to see larry reaches out to a familiar face gives a hotel guest sartorial advice and looks to create a diversion to help a friend's nephew sartorial i don't even know what that means i don't know i'm looking it up right now okay what the fuck These, <laughs> like, we can't we can't be having these type of definitions that we need to look up i'm guessing we're going to be able to make it better just by dumbing that down a little bit Sartorial, uh, as an adjective, relates to a tailor or to tailoring. Oh, but, so literally like yeah. outfit advice. Yeah. The term can also be used to describe clothing, manners, or a style of clothing dress. Clothing advice. Wow. That's I had it. no idea. Yeah. Why not just say clothing advice? Dumb it down. Yeah. All right. So that's at least one thing that, that we can take care of at the end. Okay. We open at a nondescript hotel, except that in frame for like two to three seconds... As the establishing shot kind of zooms in on the hotel, I see down in the lower left corner, Cast and Plow, which is a restaurant mm-hmm. still inside the Ritz-Carlton Hotel on Marina Del Rey at 4375 Admiralty Way. And I recognize that address. It is right down the street from Killer Sushi, which is formerly, what was it called? Oh, the Organic Panifico Cafe, which is where Richard Lewis met the guys and... They all found out for the first time that he's dating a burlesque dancer. Oh, okay. Yes. And Cast and Plow was also, I don't know, there's like a sex joke in there somewhere, I think. I was going to try to <laughs> put it together. Also, I, my, uh, I cast you plow or, yeah. or something, something like that. <laughs> it was that. my Tinder strategy. Cast and plow. <laughs> or you, maybe you, our, you pat, our podcast. A, yeah, you cast a wide net and then you plow. That's right. That's what you hope. So Larry is in hiding at this nondescript hotel, and Jeff and Leon show up to try to talk some sense into him. Look, we talked to the FBI. You don't have to worry about the fatwa. And even if you did, as Leon tries to put his mind at ease, he tells him, they'll find you. They'll cut your hands off, cut your feet off, put your feet in your back pockets, put your hand in your front pockets, and carry you (laughs) off like luggage. (laughs) That line cracked me up so much. Because then even Larry goes, hmm, wow. And it sounds like something... Because Jeff is like, what are you doing? We're trying to like calm him down. And he's like, hey, that's just what they do. He, he said it with such confidence. He was like, yeah, that's what they do. They cut your hands off, put them in your front pockets. It was just such a funny mini monologue. I don't even know how to describe it. But Larry, you know, like Jeff especially is very adamant that Larry get back to his life. And so Larry agrees. And as he is leaving, still in his fatwa disguise, though, he's leaving at the same time that a prostitute, a call girl, is leaving the room that she's been doing business in. Larry 
just has to, you know, put his two cents in when he sees a woman doing something he he may not approve of. Oh, for and sure. So- <laughs> especially, especially whenever he can see part of her body. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so he asks her, you know, why do you dress like this? Why do you double down on the seediness? You're already a prostitute. So why do you have to let everybody know and, and, and show it off and everything like that? And she, and, and like, I think maybe a lot of women in this case would say is like, well, I think I'm doing this not for you. I'm doing this because I think I look good. And I mean, she doesn't say the for you part, but that's kind of the response. Like, well, I think I look good. And Larry goes, "Mm," like, (laughs) not to you, but I mean, and yeah, she is dressed like a hooker. Like, let's get that out of the way. But like, this is another instance where Larry didn't have to say anything, but I know that's why we watched the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he even says, why dress like a hooker? Why not wear a dress from Saks Fifth Avenue? And she, I I think this is by the time they're in the elevator, but she's like, well, I I can't afford a dress from Saks Fifth Avenue. But Larry gives her the sartorial advice. Uh... Look, if you buy one in six months time, you'll be... You'll have a full wardrobe of Saks Fifth Avenue dresses because the clients will be just like rolling into you. Yeah, he, he convinces her to dress a little more classy to attract a classier clientele. And he sends her off on the path to success. She's going to put the tits <laughs> away, as they say, and, uh, and, and take Larry's sartorial advice. Like, um, thanks, Dad. I needed that <laughs> advice. Yeah, at least you know, at least she came around on on it, and <laughs> and I guess Larry was right to to you know to put his two cents in in this case. Well, Larry is checking out. His name is Buck Dancer, his hidden Batuan <laughs> name, and he is checking out with the front desk clerk Jeff, aka Jim Rash, aka Dean Pelton from yeah. Community. Two years after. The revival run of Community. So again, that's how long. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I know. So that's Fuck. how long Curb took a little break in the middle there. Yeah, and and six years after Jim Rash won an Oscar for writing The Descendants, I think. <gasps> Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah. Community 2009 to 2015. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Jesus. No, it feels like it like just went off the air. Yeah, six and final season. Premiered on Yahoo Screen, March this is of why 2015. Why no one watches Yahoo Screen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it was even two years after the revival. That, wow. That this people- <laughs> and so Larry offers, you know, some interesting, not sartorial, but whatever you'd call advice about the bed to uh, the front desk clerk Jeff on the way out. He says, "Don't tuck. Who likes to sleep like that?" Um, and of course, this echoes what George told the housekeeper in season four, episode one, The Trip, when he insisted that she not tuck in his sheet. But uh, Jerry was like, yeah, I don't care. Don't tuck in. He's like, you know, you know, in fact, tuck in. And, and that's where like the one tuck, one no tuck quote comes from. But I am with Jerry and I'm, you know, I'm not with Larry and George. I like that super tucked in hotel bed. I just think it's the best. Really? I love just getting in oh, there. Yeah, just I not being not. able to move. I cannot do it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm always like untucking those bottom corners. Yeah. Oh wow. Wow. You untuck the whole thing. I untuck the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I uh yeah I, I like it. Uh, Larry takes a cookie from the cookie table, which uh, Jeff, the front desk clerk, said was made by a in-house pastry chef. And he takes the cookie with his hands, and immediately Jeff is there, the front desk clerk. It's weird that they gave him the same name as 
you know, a main character. <laughs> like, yeah, that's billion- odd. Why not Jim? Yeah. Why not Jim? <laughs> that's odd. Yeah. Or Dean, you know, or make, Dean. It a, make it a nod. Make it a nod. That great. Actually, I don't know what, I can't remember what uh, Dean Pelton's first name is. I think it was Craig. Yes, that's right. Dean Craig Pelton. But I think that Dean would have right? been hilarious. And he could have said, well, thanks for staying at the Ritz Carl Dean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff immediately comes over and tells him, you know, hey, please use the tongs. We have them right there so people don't touch the cookies. And Larry says that he eschewed the tongs. He saw them, but he didn't use them because, you know, they, they break the cookie. It's just a bad way to pick up a cookie. And he really, as, as Jeff says, makes a moment of trying to take a second cookie with the tongs and showing very poorly how difficult it is because it's very easy to do and he's like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like he's gonna drop it every second he's like well you're really making a moment of that and larry says that the cookies by the way are not a homemade or made by a chef they're pepperidge farm you'd recognize them anywhere but dean insists that they are made by a pastry chef so at home larry is checking all the doors to make sure they're locked and he makes fun of leon eating a beef stick saying it's, you know, just full of ingredients that are going to kill him. And, uh, you know, Leon runs down the ingredients. First one's beef, of course, he says. And then it's full of other stuff that he loves, including brown sugar. And Larry goes, <laughs> do black people like brown sugar over white sugar? And Leon goes, yeah, anything, anything brown. And then Larry's first example is pants. What? What? <laughs> what? I prefer uh, brown pants over white. Yeah. And, and also, th- this is very clearly a Slim Jim, right? Yeah, yeah, I think, or maybe even like an off-brand beef stick. I mean, you can kind of find those things at yeah, a lot of places. I, I was gonna say, um, there's no brown sugar in a Slim Jim. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. maybe it's a Jack Link's beef stick. You know what? Let me let me look up Jack Link's beef stick <laughs> because there's no brown sugar. It's corn syrup. Is maybe it was maybe it was like a barbecue flavor. I think that might have brown sugar. You know? No, there sure isn't. <laughs> eh. Well, I don't know where they were getting this then, but it was. I, I did like the exchange. You know, they Barbecue find a new way. Recipe to, beef sticks from Jack yeah. Links. And there's no brown sugar in there? Ingredients? Ah, oh, you know what? Fuck. All right. In the barbecue one, there is. There Specifically we go. the barbecue one from Jack Links. That makes sense. That makes a lot of there sense. I mean, it could yeah. there could even be a barbecue Slim Jim, you know, that we Damn, don't know, you know about. This uh this ta- this sounds pretty good. I kind of want one of these right now. Oh, I love Slim Jims and any, any kind of beef stick like that. Yeah, it's great. You can you can buy a single barbecue recipe beef stick from oh. jacklinks.com. <laughs> I'm going to add it to my cart, continue to check out. I would I'm just curious of what shipping is. <laughs> On a single beef stick to email it to yourself. Um, shipping is... Oh, my God. Uh, I can get this next day, Tim, for yeah. only twenty nine ninety nine shipping. That's hilarious. I would love to know what box it comes in, like how much padding <laughs> they put in, how much of those like air pillows they put in there. <laughs> oh, please allow an additional business day for any order placed after 10 a.m. Central Time. So... Why don't they integrate with something like... <sighs> uber eats or doordash or whatever and just send it to a store like walgreens should, yeah. i mean it makes so much more sense but i mean then again they can make 20 dollars per beef stick if they do yeah. it this way uh, you, you know what i'll just go economy i can i can buy i can buy <laughs> one beef stick for a dollar 69 yep. and have it arrive to me in five to seven business days <laughs> for only seven dollars not bad not bad. <laughs> Why is this a thing? What? <laughs> it's weird. I had no idea they did their own shipping, like direct to consumer. <laughs> DTC beef sticks. DTCBS. <laughs> so there's a knock at the door, 
Oh, by the way, of course, Leon prefers brown pants over white. If I ever buy white pants, I, I don't like, does Larry wear white pants? Why did he think pants was like the first thing? Like, wait, they I, even prefer brown pants I, to white pants? I've Who seen him wear white pants. I, I, yeah, I've seen him wear white pants. Yeah, weird. So there's a knock at the door. Larry's terrified, but it's just Marty Funkhauser and his nephew, Kenny, and the, just the crown jewel of the Funkhauser family. He's getting straight A's. He was just named to the high school All-American baseball team as a pitcher. Uh, and once he aces his SATs, he's getting a full ride to Stanford. That's all Funkhauser came over for. He was going to leave in the next minute or so. But Larry's like, all right, well, why don't you get out of here? We're about to eat. And then Funkhauser goes, I would love a sandwich. And they invite <laughs> themselves to lunch. And uh, in the kitchen, there's a fight over the pickle jar. Leanne can't open the pickle jar. So Funkhauser grabs it. And then Kenny. And then Funkhauser grabs it from Kenny. And then uh, Larry is is at first like kind of sitting back like on his high horse. Like, everybody wants to be the pickle jar hero. Everybody wants to open it up. No one can resist. But then he even gets in there and tries grabbing the jar from Kenny. But in the ensuing fight, Kenny smacks his elbow against the counter and he freaks out because he thinks he heard a crack. And so Marty and Kenny are off to the emergency room to see what's going on. Um, And I I liked Leon's comment here. He's like, you're doing too much. You're the valedictorian. Now you got to be the pickle boy. (laughs) You got you're doing too much. (laughs) Um and then Larry remembers as they leave, oh, you know what? We have a half open jar in the fridge. And then <laughs> he goes, what do you know? <laughs> or whatever. That was so good. Yeah. Just, just very, very good button on the scene. Yeah, yeah. Like Larry doesn't care about, wow, I hope that kid's okay. God, he's got a lot riding on it. No, it's like, you know what? We have another pickle jar. <laughs> just classic Larry. Uh, the next morning, Larry is exhausted. He's up all night because he can't. He keeps hearing noises like people maybe messing with the gate or trying to get in or whatever. And, and Leon's like, oh, yeah, that's. That's my stuff. That it's mostly just Leon's normal evening. He's like, yeah, I had a girl come over, and then she had a friend, and the pizza guy, and so all of that was keeping Larry up. But Leon tells you, tells him, you know what? I'm going to handle security for you. Don't worry about it. We're gonna, we're gonna take care of this. You're gonna rest easy. And it's at that point that there's uh, someone else at the door, and it's Ted, and he came over under the false pretenses of making sure that Larry's doing all right. But the real reason was to ask if he can date Cheryl, and Larry Ooh. says no. Larry thinks it's uh, it's messed up that he would do that, and uh, you know, and, and even he's insulted that he, he came over under false pretenses, and so that just makes the whole situation worse. And he's like, "It'd be like me dating Larry," which is a laughable concept to Ted, not overtly, but you can tell he's wait, like, did, did you, yeah. you said me dating Larry." Oh wait, no, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about it'd be, be like, like me? It'd be like yeah. me dating myself. <laughs> Larry and Mary, they rhyme. Uh, it'd be like me dating Mary. And, and and so Ted thinks that's a laughable concept, not, not overtly, but you know, he's like, Oh, well, um, yeah, sure. That he almost like dares him to do it. And so Larry's like, what if I call her right now? And so he calls her up, you know, Mary tries to let him down easy, but eventually she just has to say like, you know, I don't know if we have that much in common and you're not really my type, like physically. Meanwhile, Ted is hovering over Larry while this is going more poorly than he could have imagined in front of the guy who thinks it's hilarious that Larry would have a shot with his ex-wife. And so, you know, Larry is uh, eventually sort of relents. Uh, you know, I guess he's just so embarrassed about the, the what went down that he, you know, offers um, he, uh, his blessing to Ted and, and Cheryl. And he even ends up giving him a couple tips. He's like, you know what? She doesn't give BJs. Okay. No blowjobs. Uh, and uh, also you have to have sex in the dark because she does not like uh, the sight of the penis. In fact, she won't touch it at all. So don't get, uh, 
you know, don't get your hopes up about that. <laughs> um, but Ted thinks everything's going to be that that's not going to be the case with him. It seems like over at the Palestinian chicken joint, Al Abbas, Larry meets with Shara from the actual Palestinian chicken episode. You know, as she sits down in the car, she remarks on his disguise and she likes it because it hides the Jew. <laughs> oh my God. And Larry's like, I'll, uh, does he say like, I'll take that as a compliment or something like that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But he wants to know because she is a Muslim, if there's anything that she can do to help his situation. And she knows people. She knows the consul of Iran. And Larry wants to know if she ever plotted. And she has done some plotting. She has plotted before. Uh, and so Larry, you know, as she sort of says that menacingly, he's like, you're, you're on my side, right? And smash cut to Shara Fatwa fucking Larry. <laughs> and this time the dirty talk to her is Donald Trump, Steve Bannon, <laughs> Jared Kushner. We are in a post-2016 world, baby. <laughs> we were just talking last week about, wow, I wonder if Trump will like manifest it all. Uh, because we're well into and sure enough here we are like the muslim ban and all of that stuff so all of the people kellyanne conway he mentions mitch mcconnell Rudy <laughs> Giuliani. <laughs> and shara is so into the fatwa fucking that she starts choking larry and he's like huh, is this the fatwa is this the fatwa and in runs leon and a brand new security guard who pull shara off of larry and run her out of the room and we find out the new guard's name is swat which is appropriate. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a cool good nickname. Name. It's a good or name. maybe good real name. I don't know if it's a nickname <laughs> or not. Um, so later, Larry is on the phone with the console. He calls uh, Shara's contact, and he is interrupted by Leon and SWAT over and over again. I loved this scene between them because they're like, "Hey, Larry, all we found are these like itchy pillows. We need or uh, uh, towels. We need soft towels." He's like, "He's like, hey, can you hang on one second? Shut the fuck up! I'm on the fucking phone." <laughs> I love that. Like. You know, the difference between his on the phone thing and then like, shut the fuck up and get out of here. Can't you see him on the phone? And like, all right, fine, fine. And then they come back and do it a couple more times. And it was just as funny to me every single time. But finally, Larry sets up a video chat with the console later. And so he has to deal with SWAT's towel situation. And he tells him rightly so that they make towels rough so that they can soak up liquid. And, and then they get a little softer when they do. Velvet is not going to dry it'd be you know trying to dry yourself with that it doesn't soak up the liquid at all so that doesn't make any sense but you know that's what swat wants and also he's going to give larry a list of food that he needs to buy because uh, he can't have any stone fruits because he can't even you know smell them even the oils will like you know basically kill him i guess and that means larry can't have any stone fruits either it sounds like it's a he can't resist because leon's like if he sees a stone fruit he will eat it like but <laughs> He knows he'll die if he does. <laughs> um, so it's a weird thing where he's like, God, I'm, you know, I'm deathly allergic, but they're just so damn good. I love nectarines or whatever, whatever your favorite stone fruit is. Back over at, and I think this is a CGI signed, the Grand Marina Hotel uh, standing in for the Ritz-Carlton. Larry is trying to collect some PJ bottoms that he left at the hotel. And while uh, Jeff, the front desk guy, is uh, going to find them in Lost and Found, he confronts a woman who is putting out a new tray of cookies on the table. And he really, you know, starts digging into the intricacies of the cookie table. And I loved her when she goes, you be, you must be Mr. Dancer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, that was really good. She knows. She yeah, knows. She's her. He is a known neurotic cookie 
uh, criticizer. <laughs> like, oh, you must be Mr. Dancer. Okay, well, yeah, thank you. And, you know, I'll come up with a better cookie plan. Uh, you know, he's, he's like, <laughs> uh, you know, put the cookies further apart so people can grab them without touching all the other ones and they don't have to use the tongs. You know, how about that? The tongs even fall on the ground and she picks them back up and puts them on the table. Uh, and she's like, oh, I wiped them down. And Larry's like, I love Larry's. What? What? The tongs <laughs> fell and you put them right back on there. Um, but the front desk Jeff has had enough of Larry. And so he bans him from the hotel. Uh, over at Mar- uh, Marty Funkhauser's place, Kenny is in a cast. He is filled with angst because his right arm broke and he can't jack it. And so he's just, you know, just all wound up and he doesn't have a release. And he's like laying into everybody like a, like the um, uh, housekeeper who brings him a meal. He like throws the dishes and like curses her out and stuff. And and uh, I like Larry going, well, you can't use his left arm. And I like Funk's, no one can. Can you? And Larry's like, oh, no, you're <laughs> right. I can't. <laughs> no one can. I, I loved like Marty's like level of detail he had to go into with this. Like uh what it was let me oh I had it written down. What is he uh what does he say? He's like he can't masturbate, he can't make it come out, he can't go lefty, you need rotation, you need tempo, yeah. you need feel. I'm like, my guy, we've all come before. <laughs> and every time he says a word he accentuates with yes. a with a, uh, with a closed <laughs> hand towards like, his sh- crotch. Yeah. <laughs> a closed hand, like, shaking his hand. Like, yeah. we know what you're doing there. <laughs> you know, he's lost his will, and Larry suggests a prostitute might help. So this is another case where, you know, at least the the kids are getting older. Like, Kenny might be 18. You know, some high schoolers turn 18 their, their senior year. At least it's not a, you know, elementary school-aged kid, like in the Playboy Mansion episode, <laughs> where he was trying to, you know, get some action for so at the hotel, Leon is going to struggle with opening a pickle jar in the lobby to create a distraction so that Larry can enter without being spotted by front desk Jeff, as he calls it, the pickle gambit. The, <laughs> the pickle gambit. And then Leon's like, what's my name? And he's like, you, you don't need a name. He's like, no, we, we, if we're doing a plan, I need a name. And so at first he gives him the name of a white baseball player, and then that Leon doesn't want that name. And so he's like, Oh, you, would you prefer somebody from the Negro leagues? And he says, yes. And so the first name that springs to Larry's mind is Chappie Johnson. Jesus uh, Christ. Was an actual player. Was it really? So, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so, um, Leon is, is satisfied. Cause that sounds like a black man's name. Uh, inside he, he, Leon walks in this part cracked me up. He goes, my name's Chappie Johnson and I can't open this pickle jar. <laughs> It's the first thing he says. It's the first thing. That's what he opens with. My name's Chappie Johnson. I can't open this pickle jar. God damn it. Like they're correlated or something. Yeah. I thought that was just... He was like, I'm going to use this name, okay? This character uh, that we crafted. And so, sure enough, though, everyone jumps up and wants to be the pickle jar hero. They start taking their shots at, at opening the pickle jar, which allows Larry to sneak in, and he finds Paula as we learn her name is, he found, finds Paula the prostitute at the bar, and she's dressed super professionally. Yeah. She's got her Saks Fifth Avenue dress and like a nice little uh, cardigan on top of it or something, and it worked. Her clientele is super classy now. The men are nicer. The, the pay is great. It, it you know She can't thank Larry enough for what he did, uh, and if she can ever do anything for him, and he goes, well, you know, maybe... 
you know, I have the, the, this, you can help me out with this kid who broke his arm and she is totally into that. She will help with Kenny to pay Larry back. Uh, it's at that point that Ted and Cheryl come around the corner and it seems like Ted noticed Larry in his fatwa disguise and like kind of pulled Cheryl. She was like, oh yeah, let's get a drink here. And he's like, oh no, let's uh, go over here. And so Larry goes to pursue them, but even he cannot resist being the pickle jar hero. So <laughs> I didn't really understand what was going on in this scene uh, until it happened when he's like, oh, should I go over there? Oh, I'm about to lose them. And he keeps looking at the people with the pickle jar. I was like, yeah, they're distracted. You can go. But what it was is he was like, oh, and then he grabs the pickle jar and opens it up. Yeah, I, like, I thought he was going to like grab the pickle jar for like a distraction, like you said. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, no, yeah, like- that's not what he does making sure it was yeah making sure the distraction was still active or whatever that leon wasn't in trouble and but no he wants to be the pickle jar hero even he cannot resist and so (laughs) he gets kicked out of the hotel because jeff told him that's what would happen last time or you know the last time if if he showed his face again so driving larry uh stops at a crosswalk and sees mary with a guy who looks exactly like him (laughs) it's like (laughs) Like, younger in the face, but my God, this is a doppelganger for Larry. It almost looked like Ted's face with Larry's hair and body and manner of dress and everything. Oh, my God, would be so funny if they just had Ted dancing in makeup. That would be hilarious. Because I was going to (laughs) say, when I say it looks exactly like Larry David, I mean, it looks like when Tony Hawk dressed up as Larry David. Yes, yes. Like that hair was definitely artificial. Maybe it is Ted. Maybe it's Ted dancing in Larry makeup. Oh man, I hope that's the case. That will be hilarious. So Larry is obviously, you know, there's something else with Mary's excuse that that makes him a little upset. So at home, Paula heads upstairs. They're doing this at Larry's place, by the way. I guess maybe Kenny's parents wouldn't approve of a prostitute. You know, it is Funkhauser's nephew. And so maybe we have to do it at Larry's place to avoid any actual authority figures who might put a stop to this. But Paula is taking Kenny back to, you know, um, do the do the business. And Marty Funkhauser and Larry are talking about the Ted and Mary situation and how he just saw this. You know, I'm not her type, but then I see this guy that looks exactly like me. And and uh, and he's like, can you believe that Ted asked to date Cheryl? And, and they both agree that behind the back is the way to do it. And, and as Funkhauser says, you know, if I was dating Cheryl, you'd never know. He's like, I did call her. I called her twice. And this keeps escalating in a hilarious way. He's like, yeah, I went up for a cup of coffee, two movies, <laughs> walk in the park, a couple of dinners. And Larry's like, like Funkhauser won't stop. And he's like, what? And he's like, I did it behind your back. That's the way it should be. And Larry's like, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> uh, and it's at that point that Larry starts his Skype with uh, the Iranian console. So how about that for, you know, we're, we're modern, we're in almost modern day curb, but everyone is still using Skype. It's like the thing that should have probably, you know, kind of taken over once the pandemic started, but this thing called Zoom came out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> and Skype is like nowhere to be, nowhere to yeah, be found. Like I can't... Skype was absolutely the leader. Like they should have, they, they should have like been the thing. And then, yeah. yeah, you're right. Like Zoom just, hey, it's us now. Like it was the weirdest overnight. thing. Overnight. <laughs> Yeah, um, but and so he starts Skyping with the Iranian consul who uh, uses tongs to take a cookie off a tray, Larry notices, and uh, the Iranian consul says, well, you know, I mean, it, first of all, it's a great way to take a cookie, and second of all, we invented the tongs, so, and Larry's like, well, but let's not go crazy about saying we invented the tong, 
Uh, and Ted, you know, I had to look it up. And the uh, first use of tongs, first recorded use of tongs was, in fact, Egypt. That's right. Wow. The first pair of tongs belongs to the Egyptians. So they uh, didn't invent the tongs. No, the Iranians did not invent the tongs. Um, and or maybe you believe this, uh, a myth contained in the classical Jewish text, uh, Perkai Avot, states that the first pair of tongs were created by God right before he rested on the seventh day because a blacksmith has to use tongs in order to fashion a new pair of tongs. You can't make tongs without tongs. So there must have been a first pair of tongs that some, um, uh, you know, some person who can do that made, of course, God. And so God must have provided humankind with the first pair of tongs. So interesting. You know, yeah. Okay. I thought I thought that was very interesting about that. We have tracked the the first use of tongs. <laughs> um, and so Larry pleads his case with the Iranian consul, like, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll apologize, whatever, you know, can you can you put in a good word for me with the Ayatollah? And it turns out that he's a big fan of Seinfeld. He doesn't say the Seinfeld show, which I respect. No, you're right. He says <laughs> Seinfeld. That's very that's very true. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the Ayatollah, he can be a bit of a close talker. Uh, and <laughs> so up and, and actually, you know, Larry gets in another dig there. He's like, well, that's got to suck because it doesn't look like, like that guy's popping breath mints, you know. And that's too far. That's yeah. too far because because the console is like, <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, luckily, he, he tries to keep Larry on track, except upstairs, Kenny is climaxing which SWAT runs out of his room <laughs> and mistakes for another attempted fatwa. And so they all run downstairs, Kenny and Paula and SWAT, followed by Leon. They're all just running through the back of Larry's uh, Skype call. And as Leon calls out, no, not her, just the Muslims. <laughs> Jesus Christ. As the console slams his laptop and Frolic starts to play. Oh my god! <laughs> it's, uh, uh, all right, what do we got for homework this week? You know, I didn't really write anything down. I mean, I I might be um, I might be inclined to look up Chappie Johnson or something, but you know, I kind of already verified it. He was a real ball player, so I don't think we have to do that. Yeah, and I mean, uh, other other homework. You know, we uh, kind of just did. Yeah, in, tongs. Uh, in, in the run of the episode. Yeah. yeah, I knew the tongs would be easy. Hang on one second. I'm going to try to um, multitask while we do this Go last ahead. bit. All right, what do you like for cover art this week? Hmm. Man, that's a good question. Oh, sorry for the background noise, by the way. No, it's okay. Up. okay. <laughs> um, man, well, what happened? What do you think? I mean, we can do Shara on top of Larry again, or or SWAT pulling Shara off of Larry, but... I did want I... to go back and watch that in slow-mo, um, <laughs> but... Uh, you don't I think, have to I mean, say I... why. It's okay. <laughs> I think you have to do something with the pickle jar. I think you have to do one of the pickle jar scenes. I mean, it is yeah, called the pickle gambit. Maybe like, maybe like in the, in the kitchen, like in the first scene, whenever it's Larry, Leon, Marty, and Kenny. Yeah, I think that's totally appropriate. I mean, that or the uh, the hotel. Yeah, I, th- I think that'll I think that'll do it. All right, yeah, the pickle Wait. scene. Get get a pickle scene for the pickle gambit. <laughs> but not the Shara pickle scene. Not no, pickle. not the Shara pickle scene. <laughs> <laughs> that's different. All right, let's see what we can do about this week's description. All right. So we had Larry reaches out to a familiar face, comma gives a hotel guest sartorial advice. And looks to create a diversion to help a friend's nephew. So reaches out to a familiar face, I think, is a great tease. And then offers sartorial advice is next. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we just want to change that to career advice? Or do we want to go with clothing and just seriously just dumb it down directly? Career advice is good. Yeah. Okay. Offers career advice to a... What is it? To a... It just says... get. 
gives a hotel guest oh. career advice. Oh, I like hotel guests too. It gives a hotel yeah. guest career advice. And um, and what's and the lo- last one? And looks to create a diversion to help a friend's nephew. Not bad, right? It's not bad. I kind of like it. Yeah. I mean, if we wanted to play around with like, uh, you know, the the pickle jar, you know, a pickle jar creates a problem and a solution for whatever, you know, like do something like that. But I think we're, I think we're good. Yeah, I, I think, I, I think this hits all the bases. I think this yeah. is what we need it to be. Pretty good. <laughs> all right. Um, do we want to uh, try and curb your enthuse AIism, which I don't think we did last week. I think we forgot it. Oh, really? <laughs> I think so. You know what? Unfortunately, I don't think I have time for it this week. That's either. fine. That's yeah. fine. We can, uh, we can come back to it next week. Yes, we promise. I All know right, it's everyone's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Tim, did you like this episode? You know what? I, I I was back and forth throughout the first half, but something about the second half made me give this a full star. Wow. I, I just cracked up all the way through. There's so many funny lines in it, and uh, and I think it all you know comes kind of full circle uh, pun not intended um, <laughs> because of what's going on but yeah and uh and and it even there's a little bit of modernity there is that, if that's the right word where stuff happening in the background of your video call that you don't want to be happening is still relatable today you know it really is though it yeah just because really we're on is. skype you know so yeah got to give this a full star i i love it I, it it might you know right this early you got to say like well it might fall off but I mean, I, I loved it. What about you? Um, yeah, I I did really like it. So I, I think I'm just going to have to... I, I hate to give it a full star this early in the season, <laughs> but it it's really good. I'll yeah. just, you know what? I'll bring back what I had last season and oh my star low rising stock emoji. Love it. So it will, it will be a star low, but if for whatever reason I don't have three full stars then this will take the place of a full star makes total sense star diamond hands i, I think that's gotta be star diamond hands yeah. <laughs> St- star uh game stonk <laughs> but yeah no i, I think that's uh that, that, that's it for me that's all i gotta mention about it all right next week we have got season nine episode three a disturbance in the kitchen Original air date, October 15th, 2017. And if you're looking at TV Guide that night, you're going to see Larry turns to a writer for advice, semicolon, searching for Susie's missing, quote-unquote, little sister, comma, he gets ticketed by an overzealous cop. Wow. By the way, I realized that at the end, I don't think they were doing this in previous episodes. In fact, I, I watched the credits every time, and and I'm pretty sure they don't do this, but I was letting the, the episode just kind of play in, in the background while I got up and like kind of put my notes away and stuff. And there was a, in the next episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, teaser. So Wait, I saw, like at the end of the episode? Yeah, yeah or... it was like on the next Curb Your Enthusiasm. What? And it had like little clips here and there. So I must not have watched that long. Holy yeah, shit. I usually don't. So I'm like, have they always done this? And I just never <laughs> let it play this long? <laughs> I don't think they have though. I, I don't, Or maybe autoplay was always on. I don't yeah, know. I this, mean, is, this has got to be a new thing. I, I don't yeah. think they've done this before. Yeah, it was crazy. So I know we're going to recognize the cop. I think there's another guest star by the name of Rich Fulcher in this episode, who's one of my favorite comic actors, and the writer is a is the most famous uh, guest star of all in this upcoming episode. But I I don't I won't say anything more. But it looks funny from the uh, from the little preview that I saw. <laughs> um, so all right, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the shorty this week. We'll uh, we'll do you know we'll do another. We'll, uh, we'll be we'll be back with next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be back with a longy soon enough. 
Yeah. All right. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, I think that is it. All right. For No Hugging, No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Haldwell. Be good.